Folks, welcome to a very special episode of Trailer Blazers. It's the Trailer Blazer Investor Day 2020. All of you have put thousands and thousands of dollars into Trailer Blazers, which is a an IP-gobbling super business that has gobbled up all of podcasting. We now own all the networks. Earwolf, Maximum Fun, they're all under us. HeadGum, you name it, we own it. Wondry, Gimlet. They're all ours. Basically, Ira Glass lives in my basement and does my laundry now. That's exactly right. Uh, folks, how, do, how can you give to Trailer Blazers? How, how can you invest? Well, you can cash app us, Venmo us, PayPal app us, uh, or you can imagine yourself doing these things. You can try and pay us in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, but I would rather accept cryptid currency. So send me pictures of Bigfoot. <laughs> um, and then I will take Tales from the Crypt currency. So send me old episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. You want some on VHS, people. No, no thumb drives with with mp4s on them come on and i don't want the actual vhs cover that it came out with i want like a a blank vhs cover vintage for you to slip that in and maybe this is a recording of tales from the crypt it's not actually like it wasn't made so you like taped over something so leave like commercials from old stuff on there too yeah this is a copy that your dad taped off of hbo and he taped over like the Super Bowl from the previous year or something. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to cut to an episode of or like a an, like a commercial for Boglins. Hey, the name's Boglins. You sold separately, and we're looking for good homes. Maybe yours. <laughs> and I also want the audio to be warped, so it's like wow, you know, wow. It does the audio like that. Yeah, that's how you're paying us. Speaking of uh, speaking of old VHS tapes, Ben, what did you watch this week? What we done had watched. So I watched uh, Mandalorian, of course. This season is just unbelievable, man. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's the best thing going. Woo! Uh, then I watched Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, it was exactly as you described it. Yep, yep. Slow at Some... the beginning, but then it picks up and it, and it gets fun. Yep, you, you sort of see what they're doing there. A lot of little, And if you're a fan of Star Wars, that's a lot of fun stuff in there for you. Uh, I watched Mulan. You know, Mulan came out on Disney+. Plus. What was your what was your takeaway? It was good. I liked it. Uh, did it did it uh, what did it just blow me away? No. Uh, was it fun? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Uh, not quite enough wire foo for me. Uh, it was not Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So Crouching Tiger, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, still the king. Okay. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, caught up on a few episodes of Barbarians. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. watchable. It's, right. it's watchable. It's I haven't right. seen that one. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. I watched Amadeus, which I only have three movies. Or I only have two movies left on, on my poster now because I had Amadeus was one of them. So now all I have to do is watch Old Boy and Schindler's List. And then my my 100 movie poster will be complete. That's a That's a good movie. I see why it's on there. It's pretty funny. I didn't expect it to be funny. And I watched uh, all seven episodes of The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. That was extremely incredible. Uh, lived up to all of the hype of people telling me I should watch it. It's one of the best things I've ever seen on Netflix. And everyone should watch that. I highly recommend The Queen's Gambit. 
Uh, and then I watched the five-part YouTube series The Taste of Luxury from Justin McElroy and Dwight Slappy. And that was hilarious. The fifth episode especially, which uh, dealt with the now very popular concept of hunting humans. <laughs> <laughs> hunting here. Oh, you know what else I watched? Um, I I watched the... I think I'm one episode away from being done with season three of the crown so i'm about oh, to start yeah? on season four yes well we're gonna probably start the crown somewhat soon because we finished queen's gambit yeah yeah i'll watch queen's gambit just because everybody says it's good so yeah it was extremely good it was way better than i thought it was gonna be yeah yeah uh all right so that so that's what we done watch but we you know we were kind of jokey jokey talking about this is a special episode of of this podcast but this actually is a special episode because Yesterday, this is Friday that we're recording. Yesterday was the two things: the Disney Investors Live Stream 2020, uh, which had a bunch of news that they were probably going to announce at Star Wars Celebration, but they 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 did it here. And then also the Video Game Awards, where a few things were uh, announced there. So this is basically a news episode. Yeah, this is not going to be the regular format that you're used to. This is mostly going to be about the Disney Investor Day announcements from yesterday. And then there there are three unrelated un-Disney trailers that we just could not skip. Uh, so we will address those. But for the most part, this is going to be the Investor Day breakdown. And, and some of you might be saying, Well, I, I don't want to listen if it's not the normal format because I'm married to... Your normal format. You, you understand? And so I don't know about that. No. You shut your $5 mouth because there is stuff here to be excited about. We are very excited about this and we're going to talk it out. We're going to just, we're going to slather this news all over our bodies and record it. And now a very special mega episode of Dumb Dudes News. Yeah, and this is important business information. And because you're investors, you need to know what our futures and bonds are. So, Welcome to the Business Boys Podcast. Yeah, we're the corporate kids. Yes, uh, we're the embezzlement buffoons. <laughs> uh, I am embezzlement buffoon <laughs> number one and... Uh, our first bit, of, we have a couple things before we get into the Disney news that are a couple things that were flying around on the internet. The first is we have to address all these Spider-Man 3 rumors that are popping up all over the place. It became a meme. Yeah, it was a pretty good meme too. Uh, so the first one that came out was that Alfred Molina was returning as Doc Ock in, in Spider-Man 3. He would be repri- reprising his role, hinting at some sort of multiverse crossover. And then uh, we got one. We got one that was Charlie Cox will apparently be playing Daredevil in Spider-Man Three, or at least Matt Murdock, and that's what sprung the memes. Yeah. So it was. I mean, so many people were just putting random characters <laughs> were returning as their in their role in the new Spider-Man. It's great. The ra- most random one that I saw was Zach Braff will be reprising his character of Chicken Little in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like the uh, the Osmosis Jones one. That one was so good, yeah. Yeah, Chris Rock will be reprising Osmosis Jones, but yeah. So Spider-Man 3, something something's going on with that movie. I I can't wait to see what they got going on. I all I know is Doctor Strange is involved in some way. Yeah, so I know we're going to get to this, but apparently, I think we can probably talk about this now. Apparently, yeah. Spider-Man 3, WandaVision and Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness are directly tied to one another. And from what Kevin Feige said, that this is going to be sort of insane storytelling. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Like, I feel like they're they're just going to have fun with it. And it's untethered, you know? Like, they keep testing the waters and people embrace it when they get weird with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. So they, they've developed the courage to be weird. Well, the thing is, this is basically New Game Plus. They finished the Avengers arc. It, the big the big shebang made a billion something dollars. And now they're like, okay, New Game Plus. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. This is New Game Plus. <laughs> they're going in <laughs> with that Avengers armor. Yes. So I, this is so exciting. I just, I cannot wait to see how weird it gets. I want this. Fully it's on gonna board. Be fully on board. It's going to be great. Uh, all right, so another piece of news, non-Disney related, is that Dune got rated. It got a rating. Yeah, uh, it will be rated PG thirteen. That's the most standard rating. I was ex- expecting it to be PG thirteen, so no surprises yeah. there. And yeah. reading the reading the book, I'm I'm most I think I'm about two thirds of the way through the novel, and it's a PG thirteen novel, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to make this R. Uh, yeah, no, no. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, also, I think Villeneuve was kind of mad that it's going to HBO Max same day as uh, theaters. Yeah, apparently they didn't clear that with any of the production companies. So like Legendary and, and all of the production companies got no notice of that at all before Warner Brothers was like, hey, we're releasing these all on HBO. And Legendary was like, okay, well, we didn't agree to this. So we'll see, if, we'll see what actually happens with that because... I don't know that it's going to work out as exactly as Warner Brothers said. Yeah, may, maybe not. Well, I'm definitely seeing Dune in the theater. I will not miss that in a theater. Yeah, I uh, I don't have a good theater, so, you know. So you will miss it. I the will theater. probably miss it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's start on this news. I cannot wait to talk about this. I've been waiting all day to talk about this. I'm so excited. So Disney Television Studios for Disney+. Plus. We have a bunch of stuff here, so let's just let's just rattle these off. You go first. Yeah. So first of all, they're doing a Beauty and the Beast adjacent live action series starring Luke Evans and Josh Gad as Gaston and uh, I forget his friends Liv Liffy or something. I don't remember his name. Um, as Gaston and his accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> Gaston, you've got to pull yourself together. That guy? Is <laughs> yeah, it that, that guy? guy. LeFou. LeFou, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's a series. That yep. Okay. And then we have uh, Ron Moore and John M. Chu reimagining Swiss Family Robinson. Is this a series as well? This is a series. Uh, this is Ron Moore was the showrunner for Battlestar Galactica. So he has some good stuff under his belt. And I, I think John M. Chu directed... Crazy Rich Asians, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Um, yes. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, is this an... I'd love it if it was an Asian family. Is it an Asian family, do we think? Or do we know we, anything? We know nothing other than the producers and uh, that they're, it's going to be a series on Disney+. Plus. So, 
Now, I realize saying it's an Asian family, but it's called Swiss Family Robinson. I, I, I realize that is, uh, might not work. Well, it's a reimagining. So, who knows? Maybe it won't be called Swiss Family Robinson. Because as long as you have a family trapped on an island, you're reimagining that, you know? Yeah. The, the we'll original see. one, though, did they speak? Well, Switzerland speaks uh, French and German. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was in English, but, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, um, what do we got? What else do we got here? Uh, we got the Mighty Ducks uh, Game Changers series starring Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham. I, for one, welcome Emilio Estevez back to the screen. Yes, he's starting to look exactly like his dad. Pretty much exactly like him. Uh, last thing I saw with him in was when I watched that uh, Stephen King movie, Maximum Overdrive, the other day, and he looked like he was high the whole time. So now he just looks like an older, sheenier version of himself. Yeah, there actually wasn't a lot of him on this trailer. He was just in his office like for like a shot or two. Yeah, hanging out with Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. Is that the mom? Yes. It's mostly about her, it looks like. Mothers and daughters. Stay tuned for more Gilmore Girls. Mothers and daughters. They speak so fast, but they speak so true. Yeah. Um, so I don't I I may watch this with the kids. Yeah, probably check out check it out anyway. Mandy yeah, Ducks is good. Uh, we have a tur- uh, Turner and Hooch with Josh Peck. I'm not who's Josh Peck? I don't know. I think he was on some Disney shows back in the day. Like that, he might be the guy from that Drake and Josh show. Nailed it for once. Uh, I think there's, he might be that guy. There's so many shows with such and such, such such person and such person. I don't know who the, any of them are. Yeah, he's he's some Disney Channel alumni, and so they're okay. remaking Turner and Hooch with him as a series. Okay. okay. Um, and then they're making a show called Big Shot with John Stamos, where he's the coach of a high school basketball girls team. Which I think he wasn't from the from the look of the thing they showed. He wasn't expecting to be the coach of a high school basketball girls team, and that's where he found himself. Boy, that's like 2020, isn't it? I wasn't expecting this thing, but here we are. Exactly. Over and over again. Uh, last last piece for this uh, Disney Television Studios is the mysterious Benedict Society with Christian Skull and Tony Hale. Yeah, so I like both of those people. If you're, if you're at all familiar with any animated shows, you've heard Christian Shaw's voice many times. Oh my gosh, you like turtles? I like turtles too. What is happening here? And Tony Hale is, is the greatest character from Arrested Development, Buster Bluth. These are my words, Mother. From Army. <laughs> so good. From Army. So that is all that. Uh, now let's get to some uh, some of the uh, more desirable things, as it were. Yeah, that was our appetizer. Now we're going to eat our steak. Now yeah, we're here at the, the Filet Mignon. Mm. Walt Disney Studios. Uh, this is Lucasfilm. Let's talk about some Lucasfilm stuff we got going on. Tons of things. Yeah, so they announced a little series, a little spinoff of The Mandalorian from... My boy Dave Filoni and John Favreau, and it's just a little show called Ahsoka. Ahsoka, I cannot wait for this. This might be. This is in my top three things that I'm most excited about of anything that was announced. I, I, we are Nick. We are going to get hours, hours of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I. 
am just brimming with excitement for this. Not only that, Ben, but Dave Filoni wrote the entire is writing the entire thing himself, so there won't be any any deviations from the great mind of of him. That episode with her in the Mandalorian, it might be my favorite episode so far. He, they, who directed that? When was that? That was Filoni. He had. He's in charge of everything with Ahsoka. He created her. He controlled her since she was like a twelve-year-old Padawan. You know, he's he's overseen every single arc she's been in throughout all of Star Wars for the last ten years. I what he did in that episode of Mandalorian. How cool she looked. It it was it was unreal. Like I, I I couldn't get over how cool she was. Yeah. And now we get a whole series with her. I, I just series. can't. Wait. Rosario Dawson was so perfect. I just can't get over it. I'm so, I'm so excited about this. I'm hoping that uh, they might introduce like some of her friends too. From like Sabine Wren is a friend of hers from Rebels. Maybe she'll be a live action. She'll get her live action debut as well. I really before this comes out, I really got to get all the way through all of Clone Wars and Rebels and uh, what's the other one? Uh, there's one called Resistance, but I haven't watched that one, so I don't know okay. yeah, how Resistance. well that ties in. But yeah, Clone okay. Wars and Rebels, I would say for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, so then we also have something called Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, there, we don't know anything about this other than Dave Filoni and John Favreau are also showrunning this one. For you know what comes to mind is uh, is the like special forces like um, the. Uh, uh, Republic Commandos. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But I'm wondering if this might might feature someone like Cara Dune or something. Oh, is, is it, do, do we know if it, is it live action? It's live action, and and Favreau and Filoni are heading it. That's all we know of this. So let the speculation begin. I wonder who they're going to be going up against. And, uh, who knows? It depends. Remnant First Order, maybe like. Because I assume the Remnant will slowly turn into the First Order. Yeah, I think we're probably going to see sort of that evolution from Empire to First Order. Yeah, and it's going to be under the sort of uh, the same same sort of path that it took in Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire Thrawn novels because Grand Admiral Thrawn's at play in, in this current timeline now, which we know from Ahsoka. Right, right. So that that should be really fun. I, I wonder if it's going to be almost like a military type of show. Um, could be cool. I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be good. If it's got <laughs> Filoni and Favreau, it's, I already love it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be killer. Uh, next, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi series was officially announced. Uh, we all knew it was happening and that Ewan McGregor's been talking about it a bit, but this was the first time it was officially announced. Also, uh, that... It's being showrun by Deborah Chow, who directed a few episodes of Mandalorian in season one, including episode three, which I thought was the best episode. And uh, Hayden Christensen is going to return as Darth Vader. So I just want to say that they're, they're going to start filming this in January. Very excited about this. We, we all love Ewan as Obi-Wan. Not everybody loves Hayden as Vader, but is that a product of bad direction, bad writing? I think that because even Natalie Portman was wooden and terrible in, in those movies, and she's great. Yeah. yeah. Like watch Annihilation and tell me Natalie Portman's not a good actor. Exactly. 
So I know a lot of people had a really negative reaction to this. And then I also saw people that have a really positive reaction to this. I'm sort of neutral on this in that um, I think you have good people handling this and they're not going to let something bad get out. They're, they're not going to let a bad performance, you know, make it to the final cut, blah, blah, blah. But is that, did he, he didn't do the voice of uh, Anakin in Clone Wars, did he? No, that was Matt Lantner, who was the Republic guy that got killed in the prison ship in season one of The Mandalorian by Bill Burr and those guys. Yeah, that was Matt Lantner who did Anakin's voice. Yeah. Okay. So is this is is Hayden returning as Vader as like with the helmet on and all that? I assume it's gonna he's gonna be replacing David Prowse, you know, like in it being in the suit, uh, for consistency's sake. I imagine if he's gonna talk, it'll probably still be James Earl Jones. Uh, in Vader Immortal, I don't believe it's it's James Earl Jones doing the voice, uh, the VR it, game. It might be the Chad Vader guy who does <laughs> does his voice sometimes. <laughs> Remember those Chad Vader videos? Yes. Yeah, he did his voice in the Lego one. It was Chad Vader. Oh, no way. Yep. That's funny. Uh, so then we also have uh, a new show, Andor, about Cassie and Andor. And I'm really excited about this, but mostly because Adria Arjona is in this, and she's my ultimate crush in uh, showbiz. She's my, my, my tippity-top crush, and she's in it. And uh, this is, and I think this is going to look like have the same look as Rogue One. Yeah, I when I when they first announced that they were thinking about doing this a few years ago, I was sort of indifferent. But Rogue One has grown on me so much over the past couple years that now I like it probably like twenty times more than I liked it even when I first saw it. So now I'm extremely excited about this, which is. A vast difference from when I first heard of it a couple years ago. And I'm excited, too, about uh, Adria, who was very, very good in Good Omens as Anathema Device. And the person who played Mon Mothma in uh, Rogue One is going to be playing her again in this as well. Yep. And I'm hoping that Alan Tudyk will be back also as K2SO, because he was very fun. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Please do not resist. Yeah. When we talk about this trailer, we'll talk a little bit about, it's like a featurette, but the sets and uh, the character the character designs and, and all this kind of stuff is unbelievable. I think the production value on this show is going to be second to none. Can't wait for it. Can't can't wait. We got uh, an animated spinoff of The Clone Wars called The Bad Batch coming out. This is uh, These are a group of clone commandos that were featured in the final season of The Clone Wars, and they were sort of like special forces like to the umph degree you know like these are like the the real good clones and in the they showed a little trailer for this and and had a little teaser that fennec from mandalorian is going to be in it as well this is a very action we'll talk about it more but this is a very action heavy trailer and i'm assuming the series is very action heavy too computer animated very much the same look as uh, clone wars but uh the 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 designs, the armor designs in this are awesome. Oh, yeah. Really cool stuff. So that'll be fun. Uh, then we have Star Wars Visions. We didn't get a whole lot about this, but this is an anime anthology series. And um, it, it didn't get a lot of attention, but I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, this is all. That's it was, this was one of the ones where there was very little information. So that's basically all we know. There was no look at it that we got to see. Or if it was, it was for... Behind closed doors, <laughs> not for us. 
Yeah. Uh, we also, in the same vein, they're making a, a mini-series, which they call a limited event series, of, called Lando. And no word on whether or not that's going to star Donald Glover or Billy D. Williams. I say, why not both? Let's jump around a little. Get them both in there, because they were both the greatest of all time. Listen, I know Billy D. Williams is... He's really into his art, and I think he has you know good art these days, and that's what he's about. I, just, I love the man on screen, though. I... I, I I want more of him. Yeah, me too. And Donald Glover too, because he was so good in Solo. He was great. So we would definitely want more news on this. Please, Disney, give us more news. Uh, Then we have The Acolyte. It's a female-driven story set in the High Republic. So a long time ago. Yeah, I believe this is live action as well, but they're, like, literally... All we know is that it's called the Acolyte and that it's in the High Republic and is female-driven and it leans more towards the dark side. I think they said it was a mystery, too. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. They said yeah. it was a military... Um, not a military. A mystery thriller with yes. dark side connections. Yes, yes. So because, you know, when this when they, when they said that, it made me realize, oh, oh, wow... They're going the Marvel Studios route where they are making different genres within the Star Wars universe. So it's similar to how we had, you know, different uh, genres within the Marvel universe. And I love that. That's what keeps it fresh and that's what keeps everyone coming back to it and and makes everything feel so distinct. And it makes the universe feel real if there's different types of things happening. It really does, and it just it gives them the opportunity to just tell a lot of different stories and bring in people who are passionate about that type of genre, that type of storytelling, and they can really just shine. And, I mean, what more could you ask for? The final series announced or, or special or something is called The Droid Story, and that one we know is animated, and it's going to have uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. I'm sure that other... Uh, Clone Wars watching veterans like me got a little nervous at this one because there's this thing with the Clone Wars where the droid episodes are the worst. So if you're watching Clone Wars and and it all of a sudden it looks like the focus of that episode is going to be the droids, you start you sort of groan, you know. So that's sort of where where I'm leery of this one. I don't know about this one. Yeah, I heard some other people sort of be a little bit apprehensive about this as well. So um, you know, it just depends on who's doing it. Uh, they have to tell compelling stories and i think it can be done it just has to be executed right yeah this is the only one that they're gonna have to win me over on like i'm fully on board for all the rest of them yeah yeah so uh within the lucasfilm family they are also making uh and we've talked about this for before the willow series but they didn't really give us anything no just that warwick davis was returning as as willow willow elfgood and uh that's it you know we don't know much about this one yet. No. Um, okay. I um, This is probably, other than Ahsoka in the Star Wars universe, this is what I'm most excited about. And it is a fighter pilot movie directed by Patty Jenkins called Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yo, this is basically Top Gun, but in Star Wars. I, I I don't want to tell you what happened. We're going to talk about the trailer in a little bit. Um, but this is the most perfect thing imaginable. 
Yep. I'm I'm hoping that I don't know what time frame this is in, but whatever time frame it's in, I'm hoping that either this or Andor will feature like a live action debut of Harrison Dula from Rebels, who is the best character from Rebels, but she's like a like a rebel general. So I feel like and she's one of the best pilots they have. Uh, so I feel like she's going to be in one of these things. Like her ship was in Rogue One, but that's all that's all we got so far. And they paged yeah. her in Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but uh, Patty Jenkins is literally the most perfect person for this. I can't describe to you how perfect this is. Speaking of perfect people, Taika Waititi is making a Star Wars movie himself that he is writing and directing. And uh, he his post on Instagram about it was... Oh no, as a lifelong Star Wars fan, I can't wait to see what terrible things I do to ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I cannot wait. I want a like a comedy set in the Star Wars universe. I just I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what he does with it. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, I can't wait because he can also blindside you and make movies like Boy and uh Hunt for the Wilder People, which are funny, but also will suddenly hit you in the feels. And he also directed this, the finale of season one of Mandalorian, so he can do action and stuff extremely well, too. And he does good voiceovers. Everything he does is good. <laughs> Everything he does is good. Uh, okay, now this one, this is my You Gotta Win Me Over. There is an Indiana Jones 5 being made with Harrison Ford. Yep. It's the the thing... Yeah, I agree that I need to be won over. Part one of that was that they got James Mangold to direct it, and I like James Mangold a lot. Ford versus Ferrari was incredible. Yeah, so was Logan. Old Man Logan. That was really good, too. He's just a good director. And I, Steve, Steven Spielberg is, is, too, but he's also very Spielberg-y. And, and Indiana Jones 4 was too Spielberg-y for me. And it was also very bad. <laughs> have we talked about... In a previous episode, have we talked about that? Have we given any time to it? I I usually don't acknowledge that it happened. So we probably haven't. I think... No, because I think we talked about the Donald Duck comics connection to it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just don't know that I can forgive them for the CGI gophers or groundhogs or whatever they were. Uh-huh. It, it, it was so terrible. I just, I really don't consider it to be real, like a real thing. No, I forget that it exists. Like, I often forget that it was ever made. You want to know something? This is what I feel about it. I could have gotten a four-pack of Blu-rays of Indiana Jones movies for, like, $20 on sale, but I opted to individually buy the three Indiana Jones movies so that I didn't have Crystal Skull and spent more money doing it that way. (laughs) I respect that. I respect that. That is what I did, and I... It was a ch- an active choice. I, for one, celebrate your accomplishment. Thank there. you. Yeah. Uh, Children of Blood and Bone. This uh, this was like an original story, right? It's based on a novel. And okay, okay. Uh, my my friend Kelsey and Jess both were excited about this, so it must be for book nerds. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> uh, we don't really know much about it. Nope. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, Three Men and a Baby, starring Zac Efron, by the way. Yeah, uh, Aaron's going to watch that one. Aaron's going to watch that one. Uh, cheaper by the Dozen, and there's a Sister Act 3 coming out. So we just kind of lumped all those together. All those are getting made. Yeah, there's no... I lumped them together on here because there's no 
extra information on those. That's they announced them. They're some sort of like they're they're either sequels or reboots, or like you know continuations. But you know, I don't. I won't watch any of these except for Sister Act three. Yeah, what I will watch is they announced a Rescue Rangers movie with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. I'm all about that. The way they describe this is very much Roger Rabbit. Yep, it sounds like it's going to be pretty Roger Rabbity. And uh, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago with that Tom and Jerry thing about whether or not this works or not. And Sonic the Hedgehog proves that it does. It does work. It worked with Roger Rabbit. It worked with Space Jam. So sometimes it doesn't work with Alvin and the Chipmunks. And you might be thinking Chip and Dale are closer to Alvin and the Chipmunks. But, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Judge it by the fact that the voice cast is really good and it's probably going to be funny. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. If it's got good writing, for sure. Yep. Um, uh, okay, we're going to kind of rifle through some of these other ones here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pinocchio with Tom Hanks and Zemeckis. Peter Pan and Wendy with Jude Law as Hook. Uh, Disenchanted sequel, uh, or it's called Disenchanted, but it's the sequel to Enchanted and Amy Adams is Returning. Not to be confused with Disenchantment on Netflix. Not the same thing. Nope, they're making an animated diary of a wimpy kid show. Uh, bringing a, back Ice Age. Is it Ice Age 5 or 4 or 5? I th- It might have been a series. It might have been an Ice Age series. Oh, uh, yeah. Not a lot of information on it, though. No, the the characters that are in this that are returning are, are from, like, the fourth Ice Age movie. I've never even seen it, so I don't even know yeah. who these characters are. It's the, but the a, Simon Pegg voice character. Yeah. Uh, doing a Night at the Museum animated show. Yep, yep. They showed a little bit more from Jungle Cruise, the movie with The Rock and Emily Blunt, which I will watch because it's probably fun. Yep, same. Uh, Cruella is a... Is it a show? I think it's a movie, and it stars Emma Stone, and it's like a prequel about Cruella DeVille. Oh, I didn't catch that Emma Stone is in it. It's because she doesn't look at all like her. They got her made up to look like uh, Cruella DeVille all weird, but yeah, she's playing Cruella. (sighs) Okay, I'm interested now. You know I love me some Emma Stone. She rules. She's awesome. She's always Best. good. Yeah. Uh, a prequel to The Lion King, and I forget the director of this. Uh, I don't know who's directing it, but it's based, you know, it's a prequel to The the Lion King, the live action one, so I don't know. I didn't really, that, that, that movie felt unnecessary to me and a waste of John Favreau's time. But I guess he sort of used it as a tech demo for technology. He then applied to Mandalorian, so I guess it was worth it. (laughs) It got us to the it got us to the Mandalorian, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. Uh, Little Mermaid. Um, We know now that Javier Bardem is going to be King Triton. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a lot scarier than he was in the cartoon. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. How are they gonna do this, man? I I don't know. It'll probably be, it'll probably be like all the other Disney live action reimaginings, where it's you know kind of pointless and not as good as the cartoon. You know. I imagine they'll do the underwater stuff similar to um, Aquaman. That's what I would I would imagine. But with with Disney, it could have better special effects than Warner Brothers, which always has really wonky ones. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a floaty hair movie, won't it? Yeah, it'll be a floaty hair movie. Uh, a yeah. movie that won't have floaty hair is Raya and the Last Dragon, which we talked about a while ago. Uh, they're going to debut that like they did on Mulan, so you can watch it on Disney Plus with premiere access, so you have to pay to rent it on Disney Plus, or you can see it in the theaters coming out in March. 
This is the Roly Poly uh, movie, the yep, yep. pill bug with or uh, Kelly Marie Tran, and I think it was Aquafina was in it too. Yeah, maybe so. What uh, what do you guys call the Roly Polies? Uh, potato bugs. Potato bugs. Yes, also called pill bugs elsewhere. Yep. Uh, we had that conversation. Um, Enchanto or Encanto movie with uh, Lin Manuel Miranda doing the music. Yep, that should be good. It's based in Colombia and it's about family. That's all we know about that one. Uh, there's going to be a series of Zootopia shorts and something about Baymax from Big Hero Six that I wasn't clear if it was a series or shorts or a movie. It's going to be straight to Disney Plus and a series about Tiana from uh, Princess and the Frog. Is that computer animated or is it going to be 2D animation, you think? That's the question because that was a 2D animated movie, so I feel like they owe it to us to make it in 2D animation. Well, I mean, you and I would like that, but uh, the kids, they they may not be interested. No, they better get interested. (laughs) I tell you, I actually am interested in a Moana the series because I love Moana. Yeah, that was a great one, and it'll be nice to see more of that world, especially if they're making it and taking their time and putting it on Disney+. Plus. I wonder if Lynn will do music. I know they said they were going to have music from the region, so there's probably going to be a lot more native music from those areas in it. Mm-hmm. But I really like the music in the first one. Speaking of Islander people, is it is it two spoilers to talk about the last episode of Mando? Referring to episode six, which aired on December 4th. Uh, I don't think... I think giving it a week is is fairly safe. Well, if you haven't seen the last episode of Mando, don't talk... Don't listen to this. Skip ahead one minute now if you haven't watched it. My Maori man, uh, Mr. Morrison. Tamara. I'm so, I, I'm so glad to see this guy back. I, I love this guy. I'm so glad he's back as fat. I love it. That was the great. I made like dog noises, like excited dog noises when Boba Fett appeared. Uh, I've been freaking out about it for a week, and I, I love him so much. Uh, Boba Fett is as cool as I imagined him as I was when I was a kid, and been, I've been waiting forty years to see him in action like this. Like I feel like he started off as DPS and he switched to tank now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love grizzled old man Fett. I mean, he's just put him on the screen. Give him his own series. Give oh, yes, him his please. own series. Please. Uh, a, 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 I don't know. I don't care. Just give us more of that. So very excited about that. Okay. Um, let's move over here to uh, Pixar. Yeah. Pixar announced their first ever long form series, which is going to be called Win or Lose. And it's going to be sort of based on... Uh, I think kids sports, yeah, like a yeah, yeah, kids yeah. sports team. So they've never done a series before, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yep, um, this is probably in my top five things that I'm most excited about. That they are doing the origin story of Buzz Lightyear, and it's it's called Lightyear, and it's going to be voiced by Chris Evans. So basically, the the toy Buzz Lightyear from from Toy Story is was based on a real show called Lightyear and they're making that and I I just the concept blew my mind. I was like this is so cool. Yeah, the best thing about it is it's not like it's it's the thing that the toy is based on. So it could exist like this in the universe that it's in, you know? Like this exactly. is the movie that the toys are based on. Yeah, so we will be watching the movie that the human characters in Toy Story watched. It's great. I love that. It's a good idea plus Chris Evans. Come on. 
Chris Evans. And so they, they only showed a screenshot of this, and it's uh, Buzz Lightyear's face. The design is different than the toy, mm-hmm. uh, as you probably would imagine. But I think it's going to look great, and it's going it's, to – I think this is so fun. I cannot wait for this. I didn't, this, I didn't know I wanted this. This was a total surprise, and, and it's very fun. I'm, re- I'm yes. super into this. Super into it. So that that's coming out. That's coming out summer 2022. Yep. In theaters. Over on FX, we got some news as well since Disney owns FX. Uh, Noah Hawley, who is one of my favorite filmmakers of all time, who made the Fargo TV series and uh, uh, Legion and also directed that Natalie Portman uh, astronaut movie, is making an Alien series on FX based on the Ridley Scott Alien movies. So how, how do we feel about him doing it and not Blomkamp? Well, Blomkamp, Blomkamp's idea for Alien 5 was better than Ridley Scott doing uh, Alien Covenant. So I, I love Neil Blomkamp for trying to save it, but I don't think, I think he has a bad taste in his mouth for Ridley Scott now. Because yeah. Ridley Scott blocked it to make his very, very bad movies. And uh, Neil, like, Neil Blomkamp tried to save it. I feel like Noah Hawley is the next best person to, like, well, I, I think I personally think Noah Hawley's a better filmmaker. But like I don't know what this is. We don't know what the storyline is. Although Noah Hawley said it would be it would be closer to aliens than alien. And uh I like aliens best, so that works for me. Yeah, I like aliens best as well. It's not uh, it's not a horror format. It's more action thriller type stuff. So um I have I have decent hopes for this. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much on board. I love Noah Hawley. Yep. Uh, there's a Shogun series coming out on FX uh, about feudal Japan. Yeah. After playing Ghost of Tsushima, I'm 100 percent on board with this. Like I'm, I figured you would be. Yeah. I'm like jonesing for this. Like <laughs> hook it to my veins. We really don't have anything like this. I don't. I mean, the closest thing is literally that game, Ghost of Tsushima. That's it, yeah. I mean, you can watch old Kurosawa movies if you have HBO Max, and I think I'm going to start doing that. I, I really want to watch Yojimbo because that's what the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian was based on. So I want to watch that and see where they got some of their business from. And I, I just, Yeah, I need to watch that too. I think we should both watch that. Yeah, let's check that out and then yeah. reconvene. But yeah, Shogun on FX, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, there, you know, actually, now that I think about it, season, was it season two of... Westworld, they were there's like a Japanese episode in there. Yeah, That's feudal Japan. Yeah, I never got that far though in season two. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Jumping, turning back, pivoting back to Pixar. Uh, we have a, a movie called Turning Red, which is a girl who turns into a red panda when she's too excited. Because why not? It's Pixar. They get weird sometimes. <laughs> this is a coming of age story uh, about all the challenges that a young 13 year old girl would face, uh, but with this sort of uh story twist to it i guess yeah where she turns into a red panda yeah a giant red a very very large red panda like indeed baymax baymax size <laughs> uh luca is a sh- i think it's a sh- it's a movie yeah it's I a think movie it's, it's a movie from- it's from the from the guy who made them the short the pixar short about uh the moon or something i don't remember but yeah it's a it's a movie yeah, it's about some Italian kids, uh, two Italian friends in the summer, riding around on 
motorized vehicles. Vespas. Looks very Italian and also very Pixar-y. Uh, Pixar has a couple series, or like sh- not series, but like shorts that they were talking about as well. Uh, called Doug Days about the dog from Up. They got some Cars ones. Um, they also showed that another trailer for Soul, the movie, which is coming out on Disney Plus this month. And something called Burrow that they didn't show a lot of. I will say this. Uh, the footage that they showed from Soul, the lighting in that movie is unreal looking. It's it especially if you take it and you look look at Toy Story 1 and you look at how how the animation has changed from then to now. Like this movie's beautiful. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it probably as soon as it launches. Yeah, I I am definitely going to watch it too. I I don't know how they animated the light in this. He's it's unreal. Like go go watch this. I bet they developed a new technology for the lighting. Must have. I wish Doug Days was about Dig Dug. <laughs> maybe Dig Dug. Maybe Doug plays Dig Dug in Doug Days. <laughs> That's kind of hard. He's a dog, so you know it's <laughs> going to be difficult. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Let's get back to some filet mignon here, shall we? Yeah, this is our. Uh, we're going to have some turf and turf, and we're going to eat our second steak here. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about some Marvel. We had a lot of Marvel announcements. Kevin Feige came and told us wonderful things. Uh, we have a, several new series coming out. There is a Secret Invasion series coming out. Yeah, with Nick Fury and Talos. Uh, not Talos of the Nine Divine. No, right? it's Talos of the Ben Mendelsohn variety. Yeah. Is it is it going to be Ben Mendelsohn? Oh, yeah. it's They showed him in a little bubble. Uh, so it was him and Sam Jackson are, are starring in Secret Invasion. And it's about the Skrull infiltration of, of different places at the highest levels. Yeah, should be fun. Uh, we got Ironheart, which is a, a newer character in the Marvel continuity. So the Ironheart comics are only a couple years old. And it's about Riri Williams, who is a, like a genius kid. And she comes up with like a Iron Man type suit that's the most advanced suit since Tony Stark. So it it stands to reason that there's a gap left by by Tony being gone and it's going to start to be filled by by other characters like Ironheart. Is I've never read the Ironheart comics. Do some do some people not like them? Uh, uh well, because it's a comic book, I assume that there are lots of comic book people who don't like them, especially probably cuz it's like Newer and she's not white. <laughs> I, I, I saw some some person online that was like didn't like it, and I was like, "What's there not to like about it? I don't understand." Probably just some some old timey nerd that's afraid of the status quo changing. Yeah, must must be. Uh, then we're gonna have something called Armor Wars, and this is gonna feature War Machine. Yeah, this is an adaptation of the Armor Wars comics, uh, the Rhodey comics. I love War Machine. I'm a huge, huge War Machine fan. So yeah, I'm, I was really too. excited about this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Is uh, Do we know who's playing Rhodey? It's Don Cheadle. He's signed on. Next time, baby. Oh, God. Can you believe they're doing these deals, man? I know. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I can't wait. Yeah, War Machine, Cheadle, give us more of that. I do want more of that. He was great in... Uh, was it end? Was it Endgame that he was really? I mean, he's well, he's just good in all of it. He was great, yeah. When in Endgame, when he was off with Nebula, I loved, I loved it. Him and Nebula had a weird, good chemistry, and then him and Rocket had really good chemistry. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it was great. 
Uh, oh, speaking of Rocket, man, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Apparently, James Gunn has been bugging Kevin Feige to make this for years and years, and they're finally <laughs> letting him do it. So he's going to film it at the same time as filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and they're going to drop it at Christmas of December 2022, I think. So, so Taika, I know Taika was, they were thinking about bringing him on board to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but it's now back in the hands of James Gunn. Oh yeah, everything's back to James Gunn. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm glad they were sort of getting over this cancel culture uh, thing that happened with him that's over and done with, right? I mean... Yeah, that was dumb. That was the dumbest thing ever. So dumb. Uh, So dumb. Uh, well, like, that's, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But I will die on the hill. Uh, I will die on the hill defending James Gunn. Oh, uh, also speaking of James Gunn, they're making some shorts for Disney Plus called "I Am Groot," which are going to be just little Groot adventures. I think featuring Baby Groot from Guardians Two. I'll watch it. Me too. So there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of series we already knew about. And we got some new trailers, which we'll talk a a little bit about here in a sec. But uh, got a new trailer for WandaVision. So this new trailer for WandaVision, it looks so good, doesn't it? Yeah, I I freaked out a little because I was was very excited to see Darcy from Thor and Thor 2. I love Darcy. I think she's one of my favorite, like, comedic characters. So Uh, great. So seeing her in this trailer was very fun. This trailer was really cool in that it sort of built, like, a weird dread as it went on. Yeah, yeah. The the tone of this show is going to be really interesting, don't you think? Uh-huh. It's like sitcom and weird, but then there's cracks in the reality, and there was that radio that was like, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, can you hear me? Who's doing this to you? Yeah, there's like this underlying tension. Uh-huh. I still hold to my theory that she's in some facility or a sword ship. I think you're right, and... I Well, I think uh, she asked... Uh, the Rambo, uh, Monica Rambo, the girl from Captain Marvel, who's an adult in this series, and is in Sword. She asked her who she was, and she said she didn't know. Wanda, what's up? Who are you? I don't know. So I think Sword might be a victim of something as well. So I think there might be like a villain that's attacking them, and maybe Wanda was with Sword or something. It's hard to know, but. What if um, Secret Invasion ties into this? It could it could very well tie into this. Who knows? Because they're probably on a sword ship or something. And Secret Invasion would be that. So Feige said that these shows are going to tie into the feature films. But did the shows tie into the shows? I wonder if... The, yeah, I'm sure they, there's some carryover between them. So interesting. Um, we, got a, we got a good trailer for The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, so this was a long trailer, not just like a shot of him throwing a shield, which was what they showed us at the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, uh, This was like a full trailer. We had Daniel Bruhl in it as Zemo. We had someone wearing a mask with a handprint on it that I'm guessing was from the Flag Smashers. Um, we had Falcon wearing his suit, which was colored more like the, the comic suit that he wears with yeah. the red and white. Yeah. Uh, he was... He was like picking on Bucky in a really funny way where he's calling him a cyborg and stuff. What's going on in that cyborg brain of yours? You don't want to know. Oh yeah, I can see it working. Gears turning. Oh, they're malfunctioning. They're on fire. God, I hate you. It looks like they just have that good chemistry from uh, uh, Civil War. Yeah. If you thought that he was good at flying 
in the movies. Wait till you see him in this. Uh, it's unreal. He flies under an 18-wheeler. It's unbelievable, man, what he fly, the way he does in this. It's going to be great. I'm excited about it. And uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Florence Pugh was rumored to be in this as Yelena Belova, but I'm not sure if that one's true yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Loki. Let's talk about this Loki trailer. Yeah, this was this was a surprise. This was complete out of left field. I did not expect to get a trailer for this yet. There, there is a lot going on in this trailer. Yeah, so it starts off with the scene in Endgame where Loki picks up the Tesseract and disappears, and then he gets transported to what looks like Tibet or something. Yeah, and then we we see us we have a it goes to a lot of different locales, including the Marriott Marquis in Atlanta. Prominently featured, all you Dragon Con attendees, just watch this Loki trailer. You'll see him descending the elevator in the Marriott Atlanta, which, for the purposes of Loki, is the Time Variance Authority building. There, There's a shot from the 10th floor of the Marriott where the elevators are, but they have recreated these CGI statues in front of it. Well, I mean, I know they're CGI, but they, they look real. But they put CGI statues in front of it, but it's still the Marriott. We still know it. Yep, and uh, uh, Owen Wilson was was taking him in Time Variance Authority jumpsuit. I'm pretty sure that in, they might catch Loki up on what happened in Thor Ragnarok uh, to his self that was killed by Thanos, you know? So they might fast-track his empathy a little, having having not gained any since 2012. And it looks like he's moving around through time doing a bunch of weird stuff because he was 100% D.B. Cooper in this trailer. Like, they showed him on the plane with the the briefcase and he winked to the stewardess and he jumped out the plane. So it's like Loki was D.B. Cooper. Come on. What did you expect? Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you're exactly right. The, the, the other rumor, or well, the rumor on the street is... Uh, Owen Wilson might be Mephisto. Oh wow! Oh wow! I didn't even think about that, but that would have that lets them tie in Ghost Rider eventually if they want to. Yeah, there is a there's a shot of a stained glass window with Owen Wilson and I think a kid maybe, uh, but it's like a demon in the stained glass window. So I was like, it's Mephisto. That would be pretty sweet. It'd be a, it'd be a nice way to bring in uh, Ghost Rider, wouldn't it? I'd be excited about it. Oh, I want Ghost Rider. I, st- I want it so bad. Well, Sif is going to return too in in this, possibly in this, and and Thor: Love and Thunder. So that'll be nice to see her as well. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Jamie Alexander. Jam- Jamie Alexander. Yep, yeah. uh, she's great. Can't wait. Want her? Yes. Love her. Um, okay, this this next trailer, I think I'm going to go ahead and say it. This was the best cut trailer of the night. Yeah, this was a thing where when they announced it, I was sort of like, eh, I don't care, you know. It was, I was like, this is like an unconnected random animated series. And Marvel animated series are hit or miss. Sometimes they're great, like Hulk vs. Wolverine, the animated movie, is one of the funniest things ever. And then sometimes they're just, they miss. But this looks so good. What if? So I was the opposite. I was really excited about what if, because I love just what ifs. Uh-huh. And... I just thought it's a, a, an exciting, fun idea, and and I but I, I was like you, yeah. Marvel can be hit or miss on the animated stuff, but it looks like they are really doing this right, and I cannot wait. This is su- this this trailer is cut so well, guys. It's so good. It starts off with 
like Peggy Carter as Captain America and what if T'Challa was Star-Lord and what if Marvel zombies and all this stuff and the animation's beautiful and it's got Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. And he he voices over part of this and it's it's like moving the voiceover with the music and uh, it's so cool. He's got that voice. I'm excited that he's going to be Commissioner Gordon in the uh, the Matt Reeves the Batman movie. The Batman. Uh, we got a Miss Marvel first look. We got to see the actress. Yep, Iman Vellani, and she will be uh, also appearing in Captain Marvel two, which makes sense yes. because she's a fan of of Captain Marvel and uh, yes. They showed just a couple clips in this first look where she was with her family and there was a point where she was like putting on a Captain Marvel Halloween costume, it looked like. <laughs> so that should be fun. I, th- I think this is such a fun character. I can't wait for this because it, not only is it just something different, like we're getting a Pakistani character with a Pakistani family. It's like, you know, something different. That's great. And then... So many people are going to ad- identify with her. She's a fangirl. Yeah, it's great. She's a good character. It's great. <laughs> it's it's so fun. It, this is really that whole, you know, when when the Captain America comics first came out, Bucky Barnes was just a kid, right? He was just this like random kid, but he gets to go along with Cap and do these fun things, go on these adventures or whatever. And it's and so you as the reader identify with Bucky Barnes. Yep. And here we're getting a similar thing with this fun character that's a fangirl, but also she's got powers now, and so you identify with her. Um, I think it's just so great. Yeah, there's also a new director for Captain Marvel 2. Captain Marvel 2, I'm just talking about at the same time as this. Yeah. So there was no trailer for Captain Marvel 2, but there's a new director, uh, and then Iman Vellani is going to be in it, and along with, uh, obviously, Brie Larson. I follow Brie Larson on Twitter, and I gotta say, she is just lovely. Yeah, I follow I follow her as well on on Instagram. She's like a really positive yeah. person. She's <sighs> she, always playing music. Yeah, I just want to be her friend. Me too. You know? I want to be platonic friends with Brie Larson. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I want. Um. Okay. So then Hawkeye. Let's talk about Hawkeye. Yeah. No trailer for Hawkeye, but. They finally admitted that Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop, <laughs> even though we've been seeing pictures of her for a week. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, also uh, confirmed, Maya Lopez is uh, Echo. Yes. So Maya Lopez, uh, a.k.a. Echo, one of my favorite Daredevil characters, never expected to see in Hawkeye. So this tells me that they're adapting the Matt Fraction comics of Hawkeye, which Okay, is, so I don't know anything about that, so talk, talk to me about that. This is the one where I think there's a character called the Clown who kind of is like a rip, like a ripoff of the Joker, but like a spoof of the Joker who shoots a gun right next to Hawkeye's head and he loses his hearing. And uh, so Hawkeye is deaf and Echo is a deaf character. Well, the Mad Faction one is sort of like him training a Kate Bishop, so... I didn't read all of them. I only know a little bit. I don't want to sound like I'm. I know what I'm talking about fully here. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, so that's the the arc. It looks like they're going with is the Matt Fraction run. I know this because I like Matt Fraction as an artist more than I've read every single comic book or anything. Okay. Okay. But I'm all I'm all on board. 
Yep, it'll be. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. Tell you that. Mm-hmm. The okay, so we had some She-Hulk news, and it's not really news. We knew that Tatiana was gonna be She-Hulk. Yeah, but this is the thing where until the they confirm it after negotiations have ended, the actors can't admit they were in it. So it was the same thing with Haley Steinfeld was with Tatiana Maslany, where she was like, I I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not in that. But now she can okay. post about it, and she's been posting nonstop, which has been very fun. <laughs> and. Uh, I, I just want to point out something that was very, very funny to me. And it was earlier today, Tatiana Maslany was posting about the fact that she got to be She-Hulk. And she, she said, it's official. Beyond excited to be Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk for Disney Plus on Instagram. She posted that. And Justin Guarini, who you may remember as being the second place contestant in American Idol season one, Commented, who also stars in just from Justin to Kelly. He does. He commented, "I thought for a brief second that you were going to play She-Hulk, and I almost pooped myself with glee. I'm still going to enjoy imagining imagining it though, and keeping my bowels intact." And Tatiana responded, "I am." <laughs> and he said, "I misread. How can you misread that?" <laughs> I had no idea. But yeah, that was hilarious. I was laughing about that all morning. But it's also, I'm excited to see Tim Roth returning as Blonsky for some reason. I don't know why. It's just I saw that and I got very happy. Yeah, you, you guys may know him as the Abomination. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, not everyone knows everyone's both names. <laughs> the both names. Uh, okay, so then uh, didn't I don't think we got anything on Moon Knight, did we? Just a little synopsis about like who the character is. Uh, they didn't even confirm Oscar Isaac, so he must be in negotiations still. Uh, yeah. So they'll probably once they confirm him, he'll post about it nonstop too. Oh, but that yeah, was sure. that was it for the Disney Plus series. Then they started talking about the movies. Yeah, let's talk about some movies here. Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, it, it's called Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. And tell us who the bad is in this. The bad guy in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is Kang the Conqueror, who is one of the best Marvel villains. Yes, sir. And uh, do you think his do you think his presence will be extended beyond this movie? I should hope so because he's a very big villain. And uh, if you if you want to get really into it, he's he's got ties to Tony Stark. He might be a descendant of of the Fantastic Four. It's all this stuff, you know? Because he's, he's a time villain, so he's got all these links to all these other characters. And uh, the dude that's playing him is the main character from Lovecraft Country, which uh, that dude's a pretty good actor. Yep, for sure. Uh, oh, Cassie Lang. Recast? Yeah, so the girl that played her in Endgame, Emma Fearman, is not playing her in this. It's Instead is uh, Catherine Newton, who was in that freaky movie with Vince Vaughn, the Freaky Friday body switch movie. Uh, So the main character of that is playing Cassie Lang. And uh, them sort of switching to a more well-known actress suggests to me that Cassie Lang is going to uh, get a suit. Yeah, she'll have a bigger role for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, directly connected to Spider-Man 3. We know that. Uh, and WandaVision, and then uh, America Chavez is being introduced. Yeah, so they're getting all these Young Avengers characters, so yeah, trust me, a Young Avengers movie is on the horizon. Oh, it's coming. It's uh, coming. America Chavez is a multiverse character, so she she's an alien, and she has a power where she can kick open like holes in the in the multiverse and like 
jump through them. So she's like a, a universe traveling character, which, you know, you see what's going on with this Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man movies and WandaVision. It makes total sense that America Chavez is going to pop up in this movie. Yeah. Uh, t- tell me this. Was Wolverine ever a part of Young Avengers? Uh, I don't think so, but he was in the Fantastic Four for a while. I don't think I knew that. Oh, yeah. It was him and Spider-Man. Uh, interesting. Okay. Um, uh, oh, we found out that uh, Black Panther will not be recast. Yeah, out of respect for Chadwick Boseman, they are not recasting T'Challa. I think that's a good move. I agree. I, I, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't want to be an actor who has to do that, first of all. And then second, no. like, no one's gonna... Like, Chadwick Boseman in Civil War... Black Panther's my favorite in Civil War. Just the end when he was gonna kill Zemo... And then he doesn't, and he's like, he's like, everyone's, like, revenge is making everyone sick. And he's, he's like, I'm not going to be this. He's like, I'm not going to be this way. That gives me chills. I love that so much. So, to me, he's Black Panther forever, and, and I, I like that they're not going to try and change it. Yeah, me too. Well said. Uh, confirmed, Christian Bale cast as, as Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, so he's going to be the villain in Thor Love and Thunder. They stole his power for Hela in Thor Ragnarok, so I wonder what he's going to do, because he would manufacture the swords out of his hands, and then they gave that to Hela. So, like, is he going to have some other power, or is he going to just also be able to make his swords like that, or maybe he'll just have static swords? I don't know. Who knows? We'll we'll just have to see. That's all we know of that. Um, very exciting. Maybe the most exciting piece of news that we have here for you and me. This least. is my favorite piece of news in the whole entire thing. This, I literally stood up out of my chair on the couch... And did like air boxing and like started pounding on the coffee table. I was so excited. I was just overjoyed at this news. But guys, John Watts, the director of Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, is going to be directing Fantastic Four. You can't get any better than this. You can't get any better than this. It's 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 so perfect. I can't even like Spider-Man Homecoming is the funniest movie in the Marvel uh, library he is going to just crush this i can't wait we love the fantastic four on this podcast i can't wait not only that but i feel like he's the best at at family dynamics because in spider-man in spider-man homecoming the relationships to me feel the realest of anything in in any marvel like him and ned really feel like old friends uh the crush on like mj feels very real to me uh, and and Aunt May is very realist. You know, it's, all the relationships are very realist. Even like Vulture and stuff. So that's just gonna be great. And especially if if they introduce Doom. Oh, dude! If Doctor Doom gets introduced and doesn't get killed off, that's gonna be so good. They wouldn't kill off Doctor Doom. Not Kevin Feige. He wouldn't allow that. I don't know, man. They they killed they killed off in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. They killed off one of my favorite guys. That was still when Ike Perlmutter was in charge. Oh, snap, really? Yeah, because he even tried to uh, make James Gunn change the music. And that's when Kevin Feige started the coup, and they got rid of Perlmutter. Uh, in the Annihilation series in the comics, Ronan is my favorite character. Yeah, Ronan is awesome. That's why they, well, like, you look at Kevin Feige's in charge, and they bring him back uh, in Captain Marvel. So, they know what they're doing. They'll do it. Yeah. They'll do it right. They've been killing villains less. Like, they didn't kill Ghost, and they didn't kill Vulture, and they didn't kill... And John Watts direct. John Watts killed Mysterio, granted, but I still don't think that's fully what it appears to be. 
But like he didn't kill Vulture, so I don't they're not gonna kill off Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I, we can't wait. It'll be fun. Can't wait. Um, all right, so let's 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 talk about we we had a couple of non Disney trailers, and I still want to talk about um, Rogue Squadron. Yeah. But guys, we we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a recipe for seduction. Yeah, you didn't think you were gonna get past us, did you? Recipe for seduction. You think you're gonna you're just gonna make a. A KFC movie with Mario Lopez. No, no, mini movie. A mini mini movie. movie. Yeah, I think it's only 15 minutes long. (laughs) It is only 15 minutes. (laughs) You think you're going to make a mini movie, and you're going to star Mario Lopez, A.C. Slater, KFC Slater, as McElroy Brothers said on My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And you're going to make it be a a lifetime romance movie about Colonel Sanders, and that's just going to sneak by us? No chance. No chance. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? No, you cut a trailer for this. You cut a trailer for this. I need to see this. I need to see this movie. I, I, I'm i going to have to see this. I don't know if I'm going to have to pirate it, but I, I have to see it. This is... Everyone watch this. It's ridiculous. It's a Lifetime movie. It reminds me of like when Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig made that ridiculous Lifetime movie. Uh, a Deadly Adoption. And uh, this one is, is even more insane than that. It's literally called A Recipe for Seduction is about Colonel Sanders. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in A Recipe for Seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon. Got, got, okay, I, I have a prediction here, Nick. I have a prediction. I think that this is going to kickstart a new genre of entertainment. Do you, th- do you think... <laughs> Do you think the hipster dad Hamburglar from the McDonald's ads a couple years ago is going to be in this? <laughs> no, he'll have his own thing. It'll it'll be it'll be like, um, uh, oh god, what what would they call it? Hamburglar Heaven. Yeah, I'd watch that. So what you're saying about the new this kickstarting? Do you think it would be like short movies, that like perhaps available on a streaming service where you can just watch little short bites, like quick bites of something? What could you call it? Quibi? I don't know, maybe if it, <laughs> yeah, if it was just like on your phone and it was just like, oh, when you're on the go, yeah, bite size. How, guys, if this, if this slam dunks, right, if, if recipe for seduction is a slam dunk, how mad are the Quibi people going to be? <laughs> They're going to just be like that meme, the, the like, what, we, we did, but we did this though. You didn't want it then. Yeah, then we'll be like, yeah, but it didn't have Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. It, we'll be like, you didn't make it ridiculous enough. And you said, we made a show about a, a, a talking sex doll. <laughs> nope, it, it didn't have Colonel Sanders in it. Yeah, it has that fast food characters. Burger King, <laughs> Sexy Hamburglar, Colonel Sanders. Sexy Hamburglar. <laughs> the, ch- the, the Chihuahua from the, do- the Taco Bell commercials. Yokiro Taco Bell, baby. Yokiro Taco Bell. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Yokiro, your love. <laughs> uh, it's like Lady and the Tramp, but it's, you know, it's Taco Bell. Only slightly less absurd is our next trailer, Shadow in the Sky, which is a movie about gremlins in World War II. Starring Chloe Grace Moritz. It's shadow in the cloud, not sky. Okay, I th- I think the gremlins are in her mind, though. I don't think they're real. <sighs> well, you know, in World War II, they used to show uh, Centron production films where they would tell you that the gremlins weren't real. Uh, 
people would imagine things at those high altitudes and stuff like that. Uh, for people who have only seen the movie Gremlins, uh, Gremlins are an actual thing. Uh, in World War II, pilots would have aircraft problems and they'd blame it on Gremlins. And then it became such a superstition that some people started to believe it. And so that's what Gremlins is. Uh, or you may be familiar with the Bugs Bunny cartoon where the gremlin is trying to sabotage the plane and Bugs is, like, hanging out with him. I always think about that when I think about gremlins. Uh, <laughs> Diabolical sabotage. That was from that. It says here, a constant menace to pilots are the gremlins who wreck planes with their diabolical sabotage. So, I still That's say it. that all the time. But yeah, so gremlins are a, a historical, like, urban legend from World War II. And this movie is about Chloe Grace Moritz, who appears to be some sort of specialist in dealing with gremlins. But also this looks really slapsticky and weird. It's really weird. She she plays like a, a mechanic and also a pilot, and she's a gunner on this plane. And it uh, half of this trailer is her shooting the guns from this plane and screaming. Yeah, at the gremlins. And then the gremlin... Something, like, throws her into the plane from another plane or something, and she, like, makes, like, a bonking noise when she hits the ceiling. It was really weird. It was a very strange trailer. Yeah, it's very, very strange. It's hard to get a tone for this. Who knows? I don't know. It's weird. Honestly, it seems like it would be a Nicolas Cage movie, which she probably picked up from being in, in that movie with him where he was. she was her protege. That's a, that is a very good, yeah, it could very well be, like, a Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. Uh, we also have a trailer, a Red Band trailer for Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is one of the greatest people that ever lived, in my opinion. Bob Odenkirk has been a writer for years. He was Conan O'Brien's writing partner on Saturday Night Live. He wrote some of my very favorite Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live stuff. He used to write for Chris Farley. He was like the go-to writer for Farley. Uh, I think he's a genius. He was on Tim and Eric a bunch. He was on Tim and Eric. He was on uh, that show with... Uh, uh, Tobias from Arrested Development. Why can't I think of his name? David Cross. Uh, was that Mr. Show? He was on Mr. Show with David Cross. He was... He's Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman, which is... He's Better Better Call Saul, which I, I haven't... I'm not caught up on Better Call Saul, but it's extremely good. And I just love Bob Odenkirk. And then this is directed by David Leach, who made John Wick. So this is a gritty family, but he is... He's, a, he's almost like a Liam Neeson type of character. Yeah, I think... He's definitely, I think it's not going to, I think it's going to be more like John Wick than it is going to be like a Liam Neeson movie. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah it's going to sure. have a self-awareness that sort of the more recent uh, Liam Neeson movies don't have. It'll be more like John Wick, and I'm, I'm on board. I love, I love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk's great. It's gonna, he's great. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the, the actual trailer for Rogue Squadrons. It wasn't really a trailer, um, but I nearly cried in this so it's basically just patty jenkins who you may know directed wonder woman and wonder woman 2 ever heard of it ever heard of it she's a great director anyway her dad was a fighter pilot he, he flew f4 phantoms uh in the military and so she grew up watching her dad fly and it was exhilarating to her and so she has always wanted to make a sort of a fighter pilot, Top Gun type of movie. And she's read through a lot of stories and has never found one that really that she really connected with until 
now. And so she is going to be making a fighter pilot, Top Gun movie, Rogue Squadron. And I just, I, she communicates that passion um, that she's going to bring to this. And she's, you know, I just think this is something she's wanted to do for a long time. She's going to do her best. She's awesome. And I, I mean, just, I nearly cried. I thought I just, it was so perfect. I cannot wait for this. And you don't even have to wait that long because it's coming out in Dece- December 2023. So that's only three years away. 2020 has messed up my time um, keeping abilities. It's time dilation. I have no idea how long anything is anymore. Well, basically the time that it took to be from March to December felt like one day. So this is basically like three days away in 2020 time. Did it feel like a day or did it feel like eight years? It felt like both. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. So who knows, but Patty Jenkins knows and she knows this is going to be good. Yeah. Okay. So Nick, we are, we are coming up on the one hour, 17 minute mark and we haven't even got to trailer mailers and we haven't got to video games. Should we save those for next week or what do you think? Let's do trailer mailers and then we'll do video games next week because I need to play Cyberpunk more before we talk about it. I do too. I'm gonna, so we're going to leave some of the video game stuff up. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about Cyberpunk next week. We will both have played it uh, a little bit. Uh, and then we'll also talk about some of the stuff that was revealed on the video game awards. Yep. Yep. So let's talk about the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, we'll end you today with uh, your responses from the questions times to last week's, just so you feel like you have some sense of normalcy from this episode. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the first question from last week was, you get to reboot a bad movie or show that was actually based on a good story. So what movie or, or show or property do you execute in a way that the story actually deserves? Sheila said, Ender's Game. I feel like it really has to be animated to make it work the way it does in the book. Uh, I saw that movie. I wasn't. I forgot that it existed until Sheila commented on this. So I agree with her yep. that it could be done better. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree there. Totally forgot about it. Uh, Melody said, "Ready Player One." I fell in love with the book and was so upset by the movie. I never read the book, and I was only sort of so-so on the movie. Like I didn't. I didn't connect to it super, super deeply. I, I have a lot of criticisms of the book. I like the movie. Um, I think. I actually think Spielberg did a better job of telling a story than the book did. The book, it goes into a little bit too much exposition of like uh, nerd fantasies and uh, and 70s like pop culture. And, and it just, to the point where it's like, can we just move the story along? Like, I okay, I don't need to know what the sticker on the side of the car, or the Ecto-1 that you're driving says. Like, I don't <laughs> care. It's enough that you're driving an Ecto-1 or whatever. You know, it's like, okay. I want to drive move the an story. Ecto-1. I mean, yeah, I do too, but I don't need to know what the license plate says and what the head, color of the headlights are and all that kind of stuff. Mandy says, The Giver. It's my favorite book, and I had such high hopes for the movie because Jeff Bridges was involved, but it was so, so disappointing. Mandy, I, I bet you're right because I didn't know they made a movie of The Giver. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> Especially one with Jeff Bridges, who, who I should know what he's up to, you know? I love Jeff Bridges. Me too. Yeah. Must have been a weak director. Yeah, it must have been. Bridget said, okay, hear me out. I think The Happening. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Uh, I don't know, but go ahead. If done right, could actually be a really interesting movie if the casting was better and the story was tweaked a little bit. Bridget, I'll... I got news for you. 
this movie exists and is better, and it's called Day of the Triffids. It's from the 60s, and it is about alien plants invading and using spores to kill people. It's very, very good. It's my favorite, like, old sci-fi B-movie. I've heard you talk about that before. I believe you've talked about that on, the, on this podcast before. Yeah, in the pilot, the very first episode, I talked about it. Because it's my favorite trailer of all time is the trailer for Day of the Triffids. And ins- That's it. I will insert my clip of the pilot. Is he blind too? Pilot, is he blind too? <laughs> that's it. I stick with uh, The Force Awakens, best trailer of all time. Yeah, that's the best trailer of all time, but Day of the Triffids is my favorite. Your favorite. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Robo says, by no surprise, The Hobbit. But because that's just the easy choice, I'll choose Transformers. I like what they did with the Bumblebee movie. <sighs> Transformers is a touchy subject. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big... I'm not, I don't have a lot of investment in Transformers. Like, I'm a little younger than the main Transformers fan base. Uh, I was born in 87, and I feel like people who were born in, like, 84 are the are the big Transformers fans. So, like, I'm a little behind, because so, I watched Beast Wars, not original Transformers. So I really don't have any stock in Transformers. I didn't like the Michael Bay movie. Uh, Bumblebee was better, but I still didn't, wasn't super into Bumblebee either. I like the first michael bay movie pretty good the rest of them are absolute garbage i was just okay on bumblebee really just okay on it it i I wanted it to be a a lot different than the bay movies and it wasn't different enough for me Uh so i would like maybe yeah i think i'd like to see a redo there as well robo yeah i agree i also agree with the hobbit that that was too many it was so weird what they did with that I don't know why you added stuff to that. It doesn't need anything added to no. it. No, it the love of the love wasn't there like it was with Lord of the Rings. Is what it is. Uh, our second question was taken from the Past Gas podcast, and it was if you were deemed the monarch or sultan of a country, what would your royal name be? And this these were very fun. I enjoyed these. <laughs> yeah. So Sheila said, although it's spelled in a European style, I'm named for a Korean dynasty. I figure that's good enough for anybody. <laughs> Hard to argue with that. Uh, Melody says, My title would be Princess Melody, the slightly too empathetic. Uh, my comment to her was that I would be, I would feel a lot more comfortable in a country where the, the monarch was too empathetic than I do in, in one where there is no empathy, which is uh, unfortunately all too common. But uh, I, I, would, I would live in your country. Absolutely. Uh, Mandy said, someone once referred to me as Amber's loud friend, Mandy. <laughs> I think that's a pretty accurate title. <laughs> yeah, this, this made me laugh out loud when I read it. That's very good. Um, I bet when Mandy, when Mandy has a drink or two, she gets even louder. Probably. I think that's usually how that goes. Uh, Bridget says she'd be called Her Royal Highness Queen Bridget the Long-Suffering because people be testing my patience these days. <laughs> Robo said, my noble name would be Lord Grump and complainer <laughs> of bad and overhyped media. Lord Grump has come to complain about the Hobbit trilogy from Peter Jackson, and we will hear his complaints and agree. Lord Grump does not like this episode because all you do are hype, you be hype boys this episode. I feel like he's on board with us most of the time. He likes a Star War. Yeah, he likes a Star War. Uh... I also uh, just feel like I agree with him on on all of his Lord of the Rings opinions, so we get a pass there. I wish the Hobbit. Yep. I wish they put as much feeling into the Hobbit as they did to the scene where they sing 
far over. Yes. Like if the whole movie the was that movie. energy, it would have been yes. good. Oh my gosh, you're so right. That's you when they so cared. Right. <sighs> and if you care, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. Or follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. If you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us. And uh, to take us out this week, I'm going to send it to our correspondent in the field, Quick Mickey, who's going to let you know what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what's going on while the pines were roaring. You know what I'm saying? So what we're going to do is if you go on our Apple podcast, you know what the fight's all right then. What we're going to do is we're going to team up. We're going to write our own original story in space because everybody loves space. And we're going to write our own story about space. And maybe have breathable air in space. Like, think about space, but there's breathable air everywhere you go. And you can fly like if you had like a hang glider or something and, and maybe like model airplane jets. And you strap that on there and you fly through space that way. But you can breathe. That's the, see, that's the detail that nobody wants to talk about. That you can breathe in space. Because... If the earth was flat, you don't know what space is, do you? I have no nobody's idea. Been, nobody's been over the ice wall. That's what's uh, That's the truth. Well, it may not be the truth, but it, it, it's, a, it's a story element. I'm trying to start the story. So I'm just, uh, when you're brainstorming, Nick, you just, there's no bad ideas. You just throw everything at the wall, see what sticks, and that's the tip. Well, thank you, Quick Mickey, uh, for that. Final update of this, the Trailer Blazers Investors Day event 2020 live stream for Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick, and I am the Bad Batch. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon. I'm a gremlin on a World War II airplane in space where there's air. Happy Trailsers. Happy Trailsers. Is Armageddon in a recipe for seduction premieres December 13th at noon.